0: Gentlemen, it is the end of 2020 and it is time for the 6th Annual Achilles Awards! I'm Bryce Castillo. I will be uh, uh, announcing the hosts for uh, this best of the year uh, podcast here. We got Tom Merritt. We got Brian Brushwood. How are you gentlemen doing?
1: Oh, it's just such a beautiful evening. Uh, All the people here live for the sixth annual
2: Achilles Award. I mean, who would have thought that that six years ago when we started the Achilles Awards, that it would become the premier destination to understand what the best television shows of each year are but here we are well we did it let's jump into our categories uh we've got tom
0: Merritt presenting the category for most likely to have entirely forgotten watching it tom
2: (laughs) yes this goes to hbo's the outsider because when i was scrolling through all the shows i watched this year to figure out what should go in here i went oh right i watched the outsider it wasn't bad it was pretty good i i didn't
0: except for the ending where they seemed like they set up a sequel
1: yeah that was a bit much um uh, man (laughs) i just i uh uh uh, how great was jason Bateman in that oh for for his brief (laughs) appearance look i didn't know (laughs) we uh and we covered the
0: outsider on spoiler in time if anyone wants to uh yeah yeah join us for that um yeah,
1: I, I this was this was a great one. Uh, how, how did it age in your memories? Because uh, I, I when I think all. about it, yeah, well, well, okay, that's literally <laughs> the, the category. Um, but but I still very strongly remember really digging the first couple of episodes, yeah, and yeah. and I I remember what's her name being good as kind of like um, uh, kind of somewhere on the spectrum detective, I, it, uh, and that's that why cool. I ended
2: up putting in. I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot I watched this, but I remember really enjoying it through most of the run. Uh, and, and being intrigued and wanting to watch the next episode right away and all that.
1: You know what, and and we're actually, we're in the middle of Spoiler and The Stand, and The Outsider is a really good, I think we complimented it at the time for being mm-hmm. one of the best Stephen King adaptations of anything. Right. Like King writes in a very sort of ephemeral, vaguely evil without ever being specific kind of way. And, and I, I really can only point to The Shining and this and maybe it in, in ways of representing that in, in that dreamlike quality. I, I thought yeah the, the sinister evil was really well portrayed.
2: We should point out that in a previous ceremony, it also won Best Stephen King Adaptation. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> up here, it's headcanon. <laughs> That's like, that was the negative third Achilles back then. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Brian introducing the uh, winner of
1: Best Leveling Up in a Season 2. Brian? Uh Yeah, dude. What we do in the shadows went from a, a quirky fake documentary about three vampires and became an entire world. It's mm-hmm. uh, complete with ghosts and 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 I guess we already met werewolves and zombies and uh, uh, I can't wait. And, and, and uh, was a possessed doll and uh, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it was and, around for a while. Vampire killers, like holy cow! And to be able to do that while. Holding on to the comedy is is
2: just next level. Also, staying true to the conceit, staying funny, and like ramping up—not even just leveling up, right? But just like continuous improvement—that was great. Uh, Also, man, oh man, am I just
1: in love with Matt Berry now? He's just great. Uh, I want to see everything he's ever been in.
0: Matt! (laughs)
2: Is that it, right? And Bryce, if you're if you're not watching, did turn into a batch. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. I had to come
0: back. Right. Uh, I'm gonna present the uh, best big sci-fi award. That's gonna go to Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. I think that uh, this is the start of a really fascinating science fiction saga epic. Um, you know, just the the first few episodes you're watching, and they're very dense. The first episode, I think you had re- rec- uh, said, Brian, like that first episode feels like a first season. Yep. Like you could do a first episode where you're watching these kids get raised on this desolate planet, and that's the first hour, and uh, and it, and it continues to go from there. You start to see the different factions that are in play, the different the, the politicking and the the the, the strategizing against each other i i think that there is so much potential and i i am unbelievably excited for this more so than any like this is this i as best i know is like a new property this is not an adaptation not a remake not any of that and i'm super
1: excited i definitely owe it a finish everything out um uh but but i will as far as meals go I ate two episodes and was exhausted and full. Like that first, (laughs) uh, uh, like a good first season, that first episode took you through an entire world building experience and then broke everything at the end of it, and you're like, "I'm sorry, I guess I don't understand anything." And then you went on an entire new world building experience, and then that got broken. And I, I, and when I say it out loud like that, it sounds like isn't that you describing a show you hate? No, I'm describing a show that is very <laughs> well done. Only if it's not
2: done well. Yes, yeah, right. exactly. And uh,
0: I think I think it's Ridley Scott's kid who is like attached to this show. Um, it's it's just great. Raised it is great. Wolves. Uh, Tom is going to be now presenting the category of best Tom.
2: Yeah, just best Uh, the the best show of 2020 and anybody who's been following us all year knows this is going to be Ted Lasso on Apple TV plus best human best comedy uh, best surprise. It's just it was the best. I'm
1: sorry. We have
2: late breaking news
1: also best of 2020 even on the third lap. That's on right. the third lap. <laughs> that's right. This is also This also was is one of Brian's picks, the best of 2020. You watched this three times? Really? Uh, I'm starting my third lap now. But,
2: oh, because, well,
1: great. first I watched it, me and Bonnie together. Well, first I started watching, then I looped in Bonnie and, and watched it. And then I introduced it to the kids, watched the whole thing again with the kids, and now I'm introducing it to other people.
2: I did two laps with it, uh, but you know what? I may just start a third. Who knows?
1: I mean, by your third lap, it does reduce the volume of, The joy of the story and instead it becomes a study in Uh, why does uh this work and and it's like Uh as 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 somebody who uh
2: occasionally makes you
1: know uh, uh, stories and videos it's important i'm like why is this working why is this so it's so, like so you're good? watching
2: an incredibly well-built piece of machinery and then watching how the gears interlock rather than the first time you saw it you're like how did they even make this work <laughs>
1: right the first time i was just like i love chocolate ice cream and then it's like <laughs> chocolate vanilla swirl now i've seen everything and the third time it's just going on the floor and i'm just watching all the gears turn. <laughs> but where does it put them together <laughs> yeah how does this happen they make it swirl uh oh uh, for anyone who is uninitiated how do you pitch ted lasso outside of saying it's very good it's the best thing in 2020 it's the next office. it's the next office oh yeah i'll buy that maybe it's it's got adult enough themes um with it's an
0: office outside the office a workplace comedy but very sweet very earnest
1: oh but it's not though like everyone is ugly outside of ted lasso and it's like he's he's like an infection of joy right Uh, i think i just described what will happen to my dog someday she'll get an infection
2: (laughs) (laughs) his dog's named joy if anybody out there (laughs) uh she you know she will but that's treatable it's fine
0: (laughs) All right, all of them. Uh, Brian, we're going to have you uh, present the category, the winner for most likely to be better enjoyed once you just roll with it.
1: Yeah, this one goes from something I fell off on, but it's back with a vengeance and boy, does it get easier to swallow if you just decide that nothing has to make sense. It's <laughs> Ozark. <laughs> like, it's, like once I realized like Oh yeah, I guess just this is about happen. politics now. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's about a casino now. Sure, why not? <laughs> it, it it becomes a very
0: easy watch when you no longer need to think of it as a flow chart. When when mm-hmm. you don't need to think of it as like a big bulletin board and all of the strings connecting If you're just like just can you just do something for about 45 minutes to an hour and and, it, and there's cool
1: big tension and really like great action scenes well and, and it does a little bit of what the shield did where someone you hate becomes someone you love someone who's a bad guy becomes an ally mm. and all that stuff and it's like um like the shield you know you began with one conceit and you ultimately end with one conceit uh i assume that eventually we'll get the ending of ozark but seeing like uh we did that story on uh, mega franchises and, and this being in the top 10 i assume it'll be a while till we get there but uh, man, just just roll with it. Just assume we'll eventually get back to that literal opening scene of the very first episode at some point.
0: Yeah, and God, Ruth is just a She's breakout. She's, She's a great. breakout star in that show. All right, I'm going to present uh, the winner for our best. I'm not crying, you're crying. This is Netflix's original Midnight Gospel. Um, I I am astounded at the show kind of from both directions, from the technical element of it and from the... Uh, the the messaging and editorial side the, a lot of the uh, this is an animated show that is not a comedy or a drama these are just conversations partly because the most of the audio is taken from a podcast i, I don't remember the podcast yeah, uh,
1: uh, oh doggone it yeah. um it's uh it's uh duncan trussell's yes. podcast yes but uh but uh you're right uh and as a result the audio's heavily edited it's all super stilted mm-hmm. the animation is janky and they wedge animation. in um uh, i mean it's 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 they're making a collage they're taking they're creating an audio collage and then just drawing whatever they can to match it that kind of tells a visual story
0: right and and the fact that they're i think they do a really good job of both i think it's really interesting to hear uh relatively normal cadenced conversation happening while this big bright colorful visual story is happening and usually unconnected Um, but the fact that they're able to put this together and you can tell that they've gone in and re-recorded or recorded new dialogue to like connective tissue yeah so Yeah. so the guest can say oh look at that chicken head and then they go back to talking about drug policy or something i think it's fascinating and and i won't spoil it for anyone who has not seen it but i think the 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 magic trick that they do with the last episode just, is it, incredibly, it, it, I, I mean, heart-wrenching. It's it's beautiful.
1: Um, I, I don't know if you'll co-sign on this or not, but I would tell everyone if, uh, uh, just uh, for your own sake, I would rather you only watch the last episode of this if it's the only thing you see. Do, uh, uh, uh. If, if you start it and... Pinky promised me that you will get to the you will you know if you ever want to tap out just go to the last episode. Sure, watched it twice, cried both times, cried alone, cried with my wife. It's mm-hmm. it's next just just everyone watch the last episode. I
0: I think what helps make give that some punch where I, I would say maybe if you're not gonna watch all of them maybe what... I think it's the the second to last episode where they kind of set it up where they mention briefly that thing. Yeah, and so I, I but yes I think if it's not your jam from the first episode, really give the give that last one because, I, I mean, from every element, I can't imagine anyone doing that either time, either as the Midnight Gospel or whatever the original recording
1: was. So, um, and I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say the last episode is him interviewing his mom, right? I mean, that's... Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I th- I think, yes. Uh, uh, so imagine so check that why out. that would be poignant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Now, uh, giving
0: the category for best Star Wars. Oh, wow. This is a big one. Best Star Wars is Tom Merritt. Tom.
2: I mean, everybody knows it's The Mandalorian as soon as you hear the category, but it's The Mandalorian. Uh, this is the only show all year that I watched twice every week that it came out. Uh, it has its flaws, and we talked about them on Spoiler in Time. Uh, but honestly, I just loved it. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed what it did to the Star Wars universe for me, and uh, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to where it goes next. Uh, it's it's probably, you know, right there behind Ted Lasso uh, as my wow. favorite show of
1: the year. What a journey I just went on in the last 30 seconds because you said the Mandalorian and I said, Oh, I've got to mention it because, and then I looked down and saw that it wasn't on my Uh, list and somehow, somehow it was just in in a blind spot. And then I thought about how Kent from Chicago in the chat rightly called me out where it's like, what you loved about season one is that it was a very ugly universe. And, and uh, you liked that there was something not ugly in it. And, and, and season two was uh, uh, in general, a safer universe. and, Then that made me think of last week's episode only an hour ago as we recorded it. You, uh, Tom, as I mentioned, giving me uh, hope for season three that we could just go back to it being the Mandalorian and all that becomes backstory and lore. Um, Yeah, it's it's, it's a great show, but man, did I like season one more than season two. And I don't Mm. think I really thought about it until... Uh, just now when I noticed it wasn't even on my list Interesting. Mandalorian yeah.
0: was a an honorable mention last year it did not make it on a list then wow. it was a last minute edition as well because it came out later in the year
2: yeah I think it premiered and we hadn't in, finished the whole run yeah I think it was
0: too early too too yeah. too soon to it was, call it, it had premiered later in the year Mm. Uh, All right. There's Amanda Lorian. Thank you, Tom. Brian is uh, going to deliver the winner for best last minute discovery of 2020. Brian.
1: Yeah. Not only is it the best last minute discovery of 2020, it's also one of the first discoveries of 2020 because I've checked the records. And back in March, Tom Merritt reported that he was watching and digging Kim's Convenience from CBC now on Netflix, Four Seasons. Oh my goodness! Is a show charming and funny, and has heart, and every character in it is an anchor that I, I'd be happy to follow. Any of the four main characters for an entire season.
2: Oh yeah, uh, I, this was on the my my short list uh, that that I, I narrowed down, and it just just barely didn't make my list, uh, but it's delightful. Uh, and all I want to do when someone brings it up is, is share how much fun it is to watch, uh, and go, okay, see you and sneak attack. And it's, it's, it's that kind of show, which it's deeper than it seems, but it's never deep. It's not heavy. Uh, It's not a never heavy. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. It's deeper than it seems, but it's never heavy.
1: So, uh, today, this morning, my daughter, uh, uh, made me so proud because she dropped her iPad in water and, um, Went and put it in a bag of rice or whatever. Didn't have a <laughs> meltdown. Didn't freak out about it. And I was really proud that she kept her cool through the whole thing, uh, and we were trying to figure out like, man, I was just so proud of her for for keeping it together that I wanted to buy another one on the spot or whatever. So then and then, uh, but but it's like you know what? We're gonna see if this is broken or not. We'll find out. Uh, the The Apple Care ran out like three days ago, and then Bonnie calls me back an hour later. She's like. Oh my god, I've got it! Do you know how you you keep an iPad as a backup in case the internet goes down? And I hate it because oh. it's a perfectly good brand new iPad, right. and you're not using it enough. That <laughs> can be her get like if we need to, we could swap. And then and 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 it just hit me, and I go, oh, I think we have a steal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like there are these moments that just enter your lexicon, yeah. and there there's so much joy, and it, it feels
0: like. Uh, you know the it, this is a show about a korean family and it doesn't feel exploitative of of that co- as a not a korean person i guess i'm not a good judge of it but it feels it feels like a show where you can laugh with it um safely if you're not a korean oh it, it
1: definitely it 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 expands my circle of understanding of the world and it causes me to want to go to the mat with anyone who has a problem with me loving this show because this show has made the world uh, a, a bigger more loving place for me i'm going to
0: present the award for best flips best flips goes to the docu series cheer on ah, netflix okay
2: those kind of flips
0: this is uh, uh from the uh, from from the team if not the creator of last chance you which is You know the sports documentary about junior college football this follows uh one of the most uh one of the most winningest uh cheerleading schools or or schools where they have competitive cheerleading and they win a lot and um uh you Really, what I like about it is that it gives you what feels like a very real look into cheerleading without, uh, but it doesn't really give you a lot of like information about it. You're kind of picking up like, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, But it's, it's very impressive. The work that they do, you really get a sense of how physically straining it is and how precarious it is that, you know, these, these, these boys and girls can get very seriously hurt any day of the year doing this stuff and um and it, it it's it's great the the coach is a very like charismatic woman and i i just think it's really solid and a and an easy short watch if you're looking for something in that category so that's cheer
2: yeah and this is not the french film about young people
0: no correct no that is little sweeties or something this yeah, is yeah. this is totally it. like
2: because it's on netflix i think it, it's Could be confusing. Yeah, these are.
0: This is a collegiate college, or I believe it's collegiate, if not, out of college.
1: uh, I want to remember the name of that French movie. Um, uh, Sweet darling, (laughs) Rob. Oh, (laughs) don't got it. Um, uh, But uh, uh, maybe we'll find out after
0: Tom Merritt awards the the award for
2: best Star Trek. Tom. (laughs) Ah yes, following up in the best Star Wars category is the best Star Trek. Star Trek Lower Decks. Best Star Trek of 2020, in my opinion, uh, including Picard and Discovery. Possibly one of my favorite Star Treks of all time. I mean, it's animated, but these characters are all great. It's funny. It plays within the universe. It plays outside of the universe. uh, And there is not a moment that I didn't love uh, watching this. And I wasn't sure what to expect. I wanted it to be good, which is always a, a, a disaster to go into something wanting it to be good. And it not only met my expectations, but in a couple episodes exceeded them. And uh, it it one of my favorite things I watched all year.
1: Yep, uh, 100% agree. Uh, those are, man, all of the voice actors have impeccable. And I understand comedic timing is essentially a matter of milliseconds. When, when you're doing animation, you're able to precisely do everything. Oh, but, yeah. But man, are they great? Everyone's great.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Brian
1: is now going to deliver the award for least likely to be certain was all
0: 2020, Brian. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not certain whether or not this was all in 2020 or not, but Rick and Morty continues to be great. And I know they split this last season into two halves. I believe all of them were in 2020. Um, it was really interesting to take a break, and I think we talked about it at the time. Uh, I remember in the first, like, three minutes being like, oof, I think it might be over, Rick and Morty. And then by minute four, it was like, Nope, apparently not. <laughs> it, it, it was back all in. That first episode of, of this last season uh, was great. Uh, in fact, both of the breaks come back uh, hitting hard, continues to be good. And and uh, that's another kind of bold, much much like uh, Lower Decks, manages to be funny and also have real arcs. You know, so too does Rick and Morty, which uh, they share some of the same creative DNA.
2: Right. Uh, it, it feels yeah. like it's a cl- it's a classic already, even yeah. though it's not that old. I mean, yeah. it's
1: it's been half a decade. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, and that as uh, the second half of the season was in 2020. So we'll give that, that that's Poof. still legitimate. There we go. I'm going to present the award for best on screen irony millennials. And that is the uh, now HBO max original series search party. I, you know, this is a bizarre show because it is, a, it's, it's a dark comedy about a group of young adults trying to find their missing friend. and, and doing bad things and living with their consequences of doing those things and and trying to navigate a modern world and i i think it is it is both accurate and and um uh, condescending towards people my age but i i think it's really interesting are,
1: it does it tickle some of the same ted lasso area no oh, okay. you're uh, no these are okay. bad pe- these
0: oh, are bad it, it. people um, selfish or, More, or always lying sunny. or uh, yeah there, there there's the, but i think that it's it's almost like it's always sunny there's kind of an always sunny element of like these people are not very good but what they're doing is mm-hmm. thrilling it's not a comedy it's a it's a, a dark comedy i guess but it's not like funny haha it's like wow okay this you really this is what bad people would can do. can they really be that bad sort mm-hmm. of yeah is that right um but but i i it, What is nice is that each season kind of has its own arc and kind of a Mm. different arc. And and, uh, they've set up a new big arc for season four. So I'm excited about this. This used to be on TBS and is now moved over to HBO Max. So that's Search Party.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm glad millennials are finally getting some attention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Tom, uh, Tom and Brian will be announcing the next category, the most likely to wake up my wife laughing while watching early in the morning and the best night attack night attack guest turned Netflix original series. Tom,
2: take it yeah. away. Well, I think uh, from those descriptions, you all know we're talking about Auntie Donna's big old house of fun. We hope you enjoyed season one because I sure did, Brian.
1: Uh, Yeah, dude, stands up to repeat viewing, gets better and better. It's sort of like Kim's Convenience in that you, you know, uh, this is a very quotable, I mean, they've been working on some of this material for years and years, polishing it on stage. Their timing is impeccable. Their characters. Um, uh, uh, what's great is much like I Think You Should Leave, Uh. They just swing for the fences and if something doesn't land, you know, you're only 30 seconds away from something else. It's great. Uh, uh, I'm so, mm-hmm. so happy and proud of the boys.
2: It's Yeah, uh, the, this in a previous ceremony, untelevised, this also won uh, best show that didn't have to be good to convince us to watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but was good after all anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's, it's just I love Cowdoy, but we need to, we need to protect Cowdoy. <laughs> All right, Brian, we're going to go to you now for the winner of best dad
1: philosophical think piece. Oh, you know what? You love it. Those haunting visuals, that incredible direction. Uh, uh, it's got to be devs. Uh, I really, really loved devs and it stuck the landing in a big way that deeply affected me. Um, it's gorgeous. Uh, Ron Swanson's amazing. Uh, it's, <laughs> It's smarter than it needs to be in a big way, and I hope that people see it just to see it and then actually look up and Google some of the philosophical stuff that they put in there because mm-hmm. that's some that's some real heavy modern uh, theoretical physics in there.
0: They ask some very good questions in devs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's You know, it's a night of celebration, and Bryce respects Such that. Such a beautiful night. Such that. a beautiful night. night. It's a wonderful uh, night. You know, I, I had this on my short list too, uh, as, as well. I, I really enjoyed devs and, and, uh, I hated it in the first episode at one point, uh, and <laughs> oh, it overcame wow. that. So, oh, so uh, good, good on you devs and. <laughs> I agree with everything Brian said about the theoretical physics and the philosophical questions and, and all of that. It's really good. It's gorgeous. I, it, the, the
0: actual machine <laughs> room with the lights. I mean, and, well, that's and a the forest outside. Yeah, all the pylons of the monoliths. And that was before <laughs> we even found the freaking things.
2: <laughs> It's a it's a reality show trope that, that uh the there's always one judge that compliments someone on their appearance when they're not doing well. So Bryce <laughs> saying that Devs was gorgeous.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna present the category for best boy version of Book Smart, and this is Hulu's big time adolescence. Um, I think I got... Confused. Wait a minute. It
1: wasn't book Smart just a girl version of Superbad? Yes.
0: Okay. Which is what I was going to say. Oh, is I think <laughs> in a <fast-over> <laughs> we called it I the point. I your go- joke. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Nah. Uh, that's the joke. <laughs> that's, uh, Big Time Adolescence is really cool. I, I, it feels like a very... It is another modern kind of 2019, 2020 uh, coming-of-age story but with you know with this high school kid who is like best friends with this adult uh, drug dealer or at least pothead and all of the bad influences and i i think it's 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 really cool I, to call it a boy version of book smart maybe equates these two movies in a, in a way that is not very fair uh but i i think it's it's fascinating we we talked about it on spoiler in time and it seemed like tom and brian you both had i liked it good i liked it, about it
1: quite a bit because it didn't uh strain credibility i mean it turns out i mean you could kind of tell what what a loser the guy is to begin with and so when you see the ramifications of being a loser it's uh it's unsurprising but kind of satisfying and 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 the kid grows and learns and
2: yeah i mean it- the other thing is, is it there was some timelessness to it yeah. because even though it's it's telling a story from of a generation much younger than me, I felt all this stuff when I was that age. Even though in, under different circumstances with different tropes uh, and memes around me, uh, it, it it really nailed some of the timeless stuff about about growing up. I thought it was great. Yeah, and I think Pete Davidson's character as the adult uh, uh, a
0: pothead, I think gives that archetype of a character a lot more well more roundedness and more i don't know reality than in i don't know any other movie where they would just be ah they're doing coke off of a key ah! like it actually feels like you're they well round his character so uh yeah, big time yeah. adolescence uh tom is not gonna award the category uh best drama for
2: misanthropes looking for hope tom yes uh you know misanthropes often are underrepresented uh in film sometimes (laughs) they are only shown as people who hate but in this korean drama misanthropes are shown as people who can also love in their own way (laughs) the winner for best drama for misanthropes looking for hope goes to it's okay not to be okay (laughs) Uh, now this is this is uh excellent uh if you can deal with subtitles or if you speak korean uh go watch this on netflix it's about a woman who is a children's book author who hates everyone uh she hates her fans uh she thinks the world is stupid and uh she stabs the other main love interest with a knife in the first episode uh yet they go on uh, to have a story that not only convincingly has them fall for each other, uh, but also deals with uh, mental health issues and senility uh, and some some pretty heavy stuff, uh, and the and autism uh, and and there's uh, children's books that they actually published that are fantastic uh, out of this. So, oh, wow. uh, highly recommend, uh, go check out. It's okay. Not to be okay. Especially if you're feeling not okay. Like this is actually the, the kind of show that'll, that'll help you, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not feeling okay, then maybe Brian's next pick for best thing you missed in 2020 will make you feel a little better, Brian.
1: Yeah, dude. I want to give a nod to, uh, the Netflix original, uh, middle edition Schwartz. Um, uh, I, I suspect that, um, oh, man, I, I certainly hope it's not, All we see from these, uh, it's long form uh, improvised comedy, which um, uh, I'm sure with each word I just said, the Venn diagram got smaller of people who are going to see it and jazz, (laughs) which is why I'm calling it the best thing you missed in 2020. Please believe me, go back, just watch the first episode. Uh, uh, I think it will be your thing. If for no other reason than on a technical level, they, they do a long, so they have an interview at the beginning of each show. And uh, they're both, I'm sure they have their kind of uh, shtick worked out, but they just, <laughs> this particular episode, they interview some people who are getting together for a wedding, which means very quickly, there's like 20 different characters. they have And it's just memorize, the two
0: of them on stage.
1: Correct. And then they make 45 minutes of an actual drama, beginning, middle, end, comedy, the whole way. Uh, no props, no anything. As as a technical challenge, it is a marvel to behold. Doesn't hurt that it's laugh out loud, bowled over funny. And I'll say,
0: if you don't like the first, I didn't love the first one. The other two are completely different con are are completely different stories and and told kind of slightly different. And and so what you might like in might like or dislike in one, you might find something else in the other the other parts of that season.
1: And you can series. kind of oh man, one of the best parts of the show is watching them negotiate through eye contact, where they're sort of asking like. Are we going here or are we telling this kind of story? Is this this kind of character? And then then the dawning realization on one of their faces when they realize what the other one is teeing up is just chef's kiss. It's great. All right.
0: I'm going to present the award for best lesbians. Uh, We just talked about this on spoiler in time (laughs) (laughs) a week or so ago. It's the Hulu film happiest season. Um, I am very glad that there is one of these movies for us <laughs> <laughs> to, to put it very quickly um it, you know this is a holiday romantic comedy um where, where uh uh, the, uh two lesbians go to one of their family and they're oops they're not out and it's kind of sticky and and um and and it's it's very best uh, taken with low expectations but there's uh, there was a lot of actors and actresses who i recognize and i think do really give great performances and uh at the end of the day tells a very fine version of this threes company plot of a
1: story <laughs> man i just and wanted- has
0: aubrey plaza
1: and I'm mean, playing uh, great, uh, man. I just am so glad that the category wasn't number one reason. Brian's a big old duty
0: face. <laughs> no, this is a <laughs> night for celebration.
2: <laughs> I I really enjoyed Happy season. It it made me happy. It felt very holidays, and uh and had the bonus of being a story that isn't told in this lifetime holiday movie situation uh, ever. So that was cool. All right, Tom. We're gonna have you give us uh, the winner
0: for the best sports series category, Tom.
2: That's right, sports fans. Uh, This is the sportiest sports series of all season. uh, Coming in at the top of the pile, Queen's Gambit for the sport of chess. Uh, Man, I I, I just thought Queen's Gambit, uh, it was a period piece. uh, Great acting and storytelling. uh, Faithful to chess without, I don't think, Requiring you to understand the chess to understand the story, yeah. but was extra fun if you did. Uh, and and I was hooked uh, from beginning to end. I, I I couldn't wait to find out what was going to happen next.
1: Uh, yeah. It's really a visual treat as well. Some of those really unbroken yeah. shots were just phenomenal.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and just and and I'm a sucker for a period piece, especially in that 30s through the 60s era. Uh, and it takes place right in that 50s 60s part of that, so it is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Queens Gambit. Brian is going to deliver the winner
0: for the Best Battlestar Galactica you'll get in 2020 award, Brian.
1: Uh yeah, dude. Uh bearing 165 Karen 227. Get the XO on the line because we're talking about Greyhound on Apple TV Plus starring Tom Hanks, originally intended to go to movie theaters, it ended up showing up uh, as an Apple TV Plus original. Um man, did I like it a lot and watched it twice. Um, I, I, I wanted my father-in-law to like it, but he just felt like it was too much. I'm like, really? It great, it, well, he, you know, because he, he's more accustomed to, you know, his favorite World War II movies where the pacing is a little bit more like, there's a boat very far over there. Yeah, Let's and you don't have to get...
2: concentrate to follow it like it, you do with, yeah. Exactly, ah. exactly.
1: Whereas this, this really does feel like Battlestar Galactica. It's just like, nope, go, go, go. Oh, do we have a moment to breathe real quick? Throw someone on the radio, taunting them, ma- making howling noises and back we go again, uh, exhausted. Uh, and, I and, liked it a lot.
0: And I think if you don't normally consider yourself someone who is into like military or like battle films, I think this is a really easy one to get into. Uh, you know, not, not just kind of the, you know, the spaceship, you know, metaphor, but I think it's all it's the way it, it, it's well shot and it's well written. And you don't feel over your head really at any point between jargon or, you know, the setup. You're on a boat. You got to get rid of the subs. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is-
2: I, if you, it, it's almost worse if you understand the jargon because then you're trying to follow it, which may have been your father-in-law's problem. Is uh-huh. he understood enough to be like, man, I can't That's follow it. That. That's not accurate. That's hard. Call that. Well, not even not. It probably was accurate, or even if it was or it wasn't, it's just a lot. Whereas if you're like, I don't know, they're saying things and it's urgent. It's, yeah. it's actually easier to enjoy the movie, I think.
1: I started to watch it again without the subtitles and I was surprised at how quickly I was like, ooh, this is all just word salad if you didn't have yeah. subtitles on. Because even if you don't understand what they're saying or why they're saying it, you at least are certain you got the words right. You get
0: some context <laughs> clues. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and, and you know, like something that shouted off camera in the back, you know, you'll see an italics down at the bottom or something.
0: Mm-mm. All right, I'm going to present the award for uh, Best Not Sad Rick and Morty. I'm going to give this award (laughs) to Solar Opposites on Hulu. Uh, This is from uh, one of the showrunners of Rick and Morty and Justin Roiland. And you look at it and you're like, this looks like Rick and Morty. And this is kind of written like Rick and Morty, but the characters are different. And they're... uh, i say it's the not sad rick and morty and i'm i think i mean that in a lot of in a lot of senses um it's there. there are a few strands of of a story that go across multiple episodes but mostly this is like in the in the same lane as a family guy a simpsons an american dad this is a weekly story show um and then in the season they do one kind of Hey, we did a serialized bit. Do you remember when we did this? So now here's a whole thing dedicated to it. Um, but I think it's a very easy watch, and I think it's I think in terms of depicting characters who are aliens and all of them are not are meant to not really fit into society, I think they do a good job of it. Where a lot of other shows in this lane, like American Dad, you have a character, an alien who is kind of a fish out of water, but everyone else is human. I I think that this is really um really cool and i'm excited for
2: a season two so good show for aliens a good show
1: for aliens Unless <laughs> say <saying. laughs> uh wherever you we we don't just mean americans we mean if you're a native of whatever country you live in don't watch this <laughs> or move to another country and then it'll be your favorite
0: <laughs> all right tom is going to give us the award for second best at bringing hope for humanity next to ted lasso tom second place award. Ah,
2: uh, yeah man uh this is another korean show on netflix uh, so uh, subtitles and uh, Korean dialogue, but Itaewon Class uh, tells the story of a young man whose whose father is loyal to a corporation that, among other things, uh, runs the top pubs in Korea. Uh, but he is killed in an accident. Uh, it would be spoilery to talk about why, but that sets our main character first to prison unjustly and then. To creating a pub of his own in order to take down the K Ball pub, uh, while his love interest from before he went into prison is now a high-ranking person within the K Ball that runs the pub. Uh, so it's about a plucky group of outsiders: one who's kind of a sociopath, uh, one who is a, a a person from Africa who's black. Uh, but who speaks perfect Korean and is like, no, but I'm Korean and just trying to get accepted. Uh, there's another ex-convict in there. Uh, and and they're all trying to to compete and make a better pub on their own in the face of, of this giant corporation that can't possibly be beat because look at all the resources they have. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. And uh, it, it really does kind of show you humanity cooperating no matter what their adversity or talents or whatever. So Go check it out. Itaewon class. Itaewon is the name of a of a kind of an international neighborhood in Seoul. Ah, there we go. All right, Brian, giving us the winner
1: for best YouTube thing. Yeah, I couldn't get more specific just because <laughs> I, I don't I don't know that we've spoken about it too much on on this show, but man, this year I noticed how much of the wonderful YouTube channel Defunct Land I've been watching. It's it's about uh Uh, theme parks of all stripes uh, originally conceived as a series that would create an imaginary theme park of all the long-abandoned theme park rides that anyone could think of he tells uh, these wonderful histories where the ideas came from what they were aiming for when things took on a life of their own now uh, there's uh, he's uh, uh, this is Kevin Perjure is the the executive producer Uh, now he's got uh, feature-length documentaries that he's picking up there's one on Halix h-a-l-y-x which was a late 70s attempt to what if star wars was a rock opera and they had like you know this this incredible um uh, uh, hard rock band that sounded like um uh oh they make a lot of comparisons to like a uh kiss Sticks. Uh, yeah kiss or or who, uh, somebody with a strong female uh singer uh, heart uh, yeah, runaways yeah um. and all of them all of them put together with star wars it's it's an amazing channel just start by just picking something you recognize. And then watch something else you recognize and then you'll very quickly realize that they're all good and you'll just gobble them all up it's fantastic
0: very nice that's the funk land on youtube
1: uh i've got to pick for uh the best parks and rec like
0: uh that is going to go to amazon prime's upload mm. oh yeah i feel like this is a show that kind of came and went a little bit in terms of the conversation uh but i ended up I I end up finding it to be a relatively easy watch, especially if you were willing to suspend disbelief. Hey, viewer, listener to the show... Uh, upload is a goofy show, and if you go into it watching the first episode thinking, "Oh, this is going to be kind of self-serious about you know uploading a consciousness into an, a virtual online world," well, it's it's going to be the goofy version of that, and that's Data fine. Storage
2: you... wouldn't work like that,
0: Bryce. <laughs> yeah, you, why would you get advertisements in the afterlife? Like, if you if you if you accept that it's going to be goofy, um, I I think it's really interesting, um, and and they do some really interesting things in terms of having this person who all, whose consciousness only lives on in the virtual world um and how he reacts and 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 uh I don't know, socializes with people in real life as well as you know his former or his physical friends who you know uh to them you know he's dead basically uh or he's on the computer so um i, I think i think that's an interesting uh an interesting show to say the least that's upload it's uh,
2: Philosophon.
0: Ah! Uh, Tom, we got a few more here. Give me the winner for most unexpectedly engrossing.
2: Yeah, this is this is one I came to late. Uh, it already had a couple of seasons out on Netflix, but I think uh, the most recent season did drop earlier this year. Criminal United Kingdom. Uh, there are other criminal series in the same vein. There's a Criminal Spain as well, and a couple of others, I think. I think it's uh, Criminal. United. What's that?
0: I think it's Criminal. In Spain,
2: in in Spain, <laughs> uh, or or in Espana, uh, Bryce. That's right. uh, but yeah, Criminal United Kingdom is Criminal United Kingdom, and <laughs> <laughs> each episode takes place in an interrogation room. Each episode is a different crime that is being investigated, but it's the same. In it's the same police unit investigating it. So you get to know the characters, and there's kind of an arc among the characters going on from show to show. But the bulk of the plot is a person who you think obviously did it, then starts to convince you that they didn't. Then you find out that they did or some variation on that, right? But they, they really do a good job of taking you through evidence and going well wait a minute but could you prove that and uh there's no way he definitely did it but he's going to get off and 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 then kind of surprising you at the ending each time it's 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 good at sort of hiding where it's actually going to end up each time and and i thought it was fantastic that's interesting
0: and it looks like they yeah they've done a span uh, one for spain one for germany and one for france uh in the criminal franchise very cool tom yeah uh uh brian i think we've got all of yours so we, we'll, we'll get back to you for the abandoning sure, sure. in just a minute uh i'm gonna give the award for best beep beep uh and that's gonna be supermarket sweep uh, uh <laughs> is this the leslie like, jones who's one? cursing
1: what's happening uh,
0: I, I would say for both if you are into supermarket sweep you have many options to be watching this show either the new one or the old one the new one is running on ABC and it's showing up on Hulu every week. Um, And I think that just started a few months ago. Uh, But both Netflix and Amazon Prime have different categories, different libraries of the original uh, versions of Supermarket Sweep. Uh, And you know what? Pretty much the same show between the two of them, right? Answering products, answering questions about products, and then running around the the supermarket trying to get turkeys and inflatable cans of, of Dole pineapple. Uh, it's just, it's just good, clean fun. And I think, I think, uh, the, the, the current new one on ABC is, is very good. Uh, I think a lot of the, um, the things that feel like relics of maybe having done the show in, in the nineties of like, there's no true, there's no like. Uh, w- when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you how g- green beans are harvested for like four minutes. Oh, I totally forgot that
1: that was an aspect of the original. It was. Wow. A, and
0: so a lot of that has been stripped out. I I, I think it's great. It's good, clean, fun, supermarket. sweet. So oh, I, I I can you just say good, clean consumerism? Cause I
1: love the way that sounds <laughs> good, good,
0: clean consumerism. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right, Tom, uh, your last Killy going for the most surprise that I loved it award.
2: Tom. Uh, yeah, I am not uh, a fan of Big Bang Theory, was not familiar with Kaylee Cuoco other than voicing Harley Quinn, which I had just recently discovered. Uh, but I decided to take a flyer on The Flight Attendant, uh, a thriller mystery, a limited series uh, on HBO Max. Uh, and I loved it. Uh, it. It has kind of a 60s gestalt to it because it's it's paying homage to to the sort of 60s espionage uh, thriller series and movies Uh, but it's set modern day Uh, the main character uh, wakes up in bed next to a dead man who's had his throat cut uh, and has to figure out what's going on she's a flight attendant Uh, she wakes up in bangkok And so then gets on a flight and heads back to the, to New York where she lives. Uh, She's an alcoholic. And so there's a whole like family plot storyline going on and flashbacks to her childhood. Uh, It's, it's really well done uh, and really, really fun and a good mystery and, and well acted. Uh, Rosie Perez is in it. I, I thought it was great. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And they're doing a season two, which I, I, I know they kind of leave it with a possibility for a season two setup at the end. But honestly, the way they ended it, I thought that was it. Like that's all we're going to get, but I guess we're going to get more. Hmm, Cool. Very cool. The flight
0: attendant, Uh, my last killie for uh, the category of best editing uh, goes to how to with John Wilson. This is, um, I, I did not really know anything about the show going into it. Having seen the show, I really don't, know what i watched or how to expl- i you, both of these guys have seen me try to explain the show on stream multiple times <laughs> I, I i also continue
1: to be on a quest to try to enjoy it at the bryce level and and i don't know how <laughs> much of your joy was the 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 kind of absurdist surprise that is this show uh I, mm. but
0: uh everything is framed up as john is is a kind of first person videographer documentarian and he's going to show you how to do things like Overcome social anxiety or improve your memory. And they they all kind of go off onto tangents or they devolve into other uh, topics, right? Um, this is executive produced by Nathan Fielder. And I think if you look at what Nathan for you was for, um, you know, kind of a business renovation show, like a Kitchen Nightmares. If you look at that as a parody of that format, I feel like How To with John Wilson is a parody of the YouTuber kind of video essayist sort of a um, uh, 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 format with with both humor and with with sweetness and a lot of it. The reason I give it best editing is because a lot of the jokes, a lot of the moments in this show that made me stop because I was laughing were because of the footage selection. Just at this point, uh, oh, for some reason he's he's showing he he finds a lot of footage of dogs taking a number two on the sidewalks in new york and it it works for the thing that they're doing but you realize oh i'm just looking at a lot of dog turns right now it's it's really it's really interesting that kind of editing stand and that editing hand rather um that informs the writing of this show
2: in a previous ceremony earlier this week, it also won Best Impossible to Explain.
1: Yes, that's right. <laughs> but also, some of that footage, man, is like, how did you get this? How did you get Like, car crashes. A lot of car crashes.
0: <laughs> There's one where he's leaving where he's leaving uh, uh, St. Louis, and he's on the runway, and you see, like, another plane on fire as the pla- his plane is taking off. Like, how did you do that?
1: There's definitely in the episode about scaffolds, he's like, why are there all these scaffolds? Well, sometimes things fall on people Head. well, I don't see any scaffolding here, and they seem fine, cut to the next day, uh, yeah, that building fell down. That exact
0: <laughs> building <laughs> fell down. Oh, my God. That's a how-to with John Wilson an HBO. All right, it's time for The Abandonees. These are shows that uh, at one point we had been interested in, but maybe are no longer uh, doing so. Brian, we haven't heard from you in a minute. It's time oh. to hear, what is your abandoning for
1: 2020? Competition was fierce, but there's only one product that I am done, done, done with. I don't want to hear another word about it. I oh. am 8 ways to get bent and i really am sorry for you if you paid a lot of money to get the rights to make a movie about it and you're getting nicholas cage in the whole nine yards i don't ever want to hear about the tiger king again it was like a fling spring break 2020 we all we all had a crazy fling we all prefer to forget about it we've all fixed our teeth we're all done with it we're moving on we we really
0: really a flash in the pan huh for, oh for tiger king it
1: yeah it feels like
2: the only reason i'm I can't give an abandonita to Tiger King myself is i I didn't make it more than uh, two minutes in really uh, before I stopped.
0: My yeah. mom was uh, I don't know if if you had this reasoning for not watching. i you know, in the moment sort of us was like texting. Her, I was like, Hey, you should watch this thing. It's insane. And every episode it ramps up. And she was like, Oh, I kind of know about that guy. I really don't just, I just don't like him.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's, I, that was, I remember we talked about it at the time, but my reaction was like, Oh, this is just like East coast elites making fun of, of people in the middle of the state. And even if he does deserve it and he's a weird guy, I just didn't like the flavor. Ah,
0: there we go. Speaking of flavor, t- bra- uh,
2: Tom, it's time for you to give out your abandoning of 2020. Yes. West Coast elites, on the other hand, can just crap all over whatever we want. And uh, here we go. we to
0: footage of dogs pooping. <laughs> <laughs> but on the West I,
2: side. I almost gave this to Animaniacs. Really? Whoa. I haven't given up that I won't come back to Animaniacs. Mm. Uh, but I, I definitely hit a, I hit a slowdown in episode three or four of Animaniacs where I was like, I just didn't go back. And that's usually I give the abandoning to something that I didn't hate, but I stopped watching and I just didn't go back to it. I abandoned it. Uh, and I'm going to give that this year to doom patrol. Ah, uh, wow. you gave that the college I, try. I, I took uh, a good month and a half and watched episode one. Uh, because everyone said, keep going, keep coming back to it. I'd watch it like 10 minutes at a time. Uh, and then I I sat down and I watched all of episode two. And I said, okay, uh, I get it now. And then I never went back. Wow.
1: Boy, okay. that's uh, that's the most scathing indictment where it's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I got I didn't, it. I, I get it.
2: I, I didn't think it was bad. <laughs> I actually enjoyed some of the characterizations, but it, it just never occurred to me to go and watch it again.
0: Mm-mm-mm. You know, I had a, a very similar thing with with my abandone. In fact, I think I gave this Achilles last year. Um, oh. It's the the TBS dry, crime drama Claws, uh, starring Niecy Nash. You know,
2: Claws is a previous winner of Achilles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I liked this show as being like a what is. How how do we make a slightly goofy version of Breaking Bad? How do we do a slight slightly goofy version of Breaking Bad in Florida? And I think that's exactly what they did. And the problem is it's it's long in the tooth now. I don't know how much more you that you can you can bleed out of the stone. Short of making you know uh uh Nash's character like actually Scarface, like I don't know. I, I I feel like it's out of room to grow, and I am out of room to grow with the with the characters. I think a lot of that show is very good to watch, and I think whenever you decide to stop watching, is a very good time to stop watching Claws. Here, sometimes,
2: you know, uh, Claws a, previously won best female <laughs> twist on a previously male story not enough people saw. That's right. Yeah.
1: And sometimes a viewer in a show, they love each other very intensely for some amount of time, but then they drift <laughs> apart, and that's okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it would be worse for you to stay watching it in a dead... Lifeless way. <laughs> <laughs> so really you're doing the show a favor by yeah. letting yeah. the show grow. Tap
0: out when you're you'll done both be and you're bu- <laughs> exactly you'll both be happy. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in for this sixth annual Killy's celebration. Uh Brian and yeah. Tom, thank you so much for the,
2: the voting audience. Uh, just a beautiful night, everyone.
0: It was. It's a magical evening. We saw uh we talked about almost thirty great uh films and series. Uh, we've got the list here on the podcast notes or description of wherever you are watching or hearing list. so if you don't know where to go see one of these shows or if you just want to see the list again please check out that description area thank you everybody we will be back in 2021 with more chord killers bye
2: bye happy new year